You're listening to the Noon 15 Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cole, and I'll take you behind the scenes of Noon 15, an independent band writing, performing, and recording original music. This season, we'll talk about the band's sophomore album, Finish What You Started, and get the story behind one song per episode, as well as the ups and downs of working around day jobs, babies, and band shakeups here in Ithaca, New York. At the end of each episode, you'll hear the song in its finished form. Thanks for listening, and welcome to Noon 15, the podcast. And on now to Scared 2. But I didn't, and I don't, and I won't, because I'm scared to. No, I didn't, and I don't, and I won't, because I'm scared to. Another one written by Mandy Goldman, and another one we've been hearing at shows for a while now. How long does this go back for you, Mandy? Ooh, did we, was it 2018? I want to say early 2018 because I think yeah. of this one as being like the first new song we brought to the band after Phil joined, which uh, makes it a fond memory for me. Yeah, I think we started playing it in like spring, summer of 2018. Yeah, we've been playing it for a while. Gorgeous song. I've thought that ever since the first time. Oh, thank you. Um, Did it kind of have that feel all along in your head like you're walking on a beach? Um, a little, you know, a little bit. Um, so I wrote this song after listening to a lot of Soccer Mommy. Mm -hmm. Um... She's incredible. I have Please. No idea what that is. Everybody <laughs> listen to her. She's a solo artist. She's a, she's like an indie kind of alternative um songwriter and band leader. Um she just has this really kind of plain spoken um way of singing and of songwriting and I was like, "Oh, songs can be It was in that summer we I listened to a lot of Soccer Mommy and we saw Tom Petty, I think. Yeah, or or we had seen Tom Petty the summer before. It was like, oh, songs can be really, really, really simple. Um, but her music is also just like really textural. And I was like, what if the emphasis in this song were not so much on, you know, form as texture? And Joe, I mean, you obviously play a huge role in all the texturing that's going on here. Did you... Mm-hmm. Did you do much to explore effects or anything, or like kind of once you heard it, you knew what you what you were going for? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I think it's kind of like what I usually do. Yeah, I think I kind of had a basic idea in my head when I first heard it and just refined it from there and then as the song really started to take shape it became the the few little extra things i did became more and more obvious that they needed to be there (laughs) this song kind of just came together like that like i feel like everybody just played a thing or sang a thing and we were like oh yeah 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 yeah. that's the right thing yeah there wasn't a ton of like rearranging or discussion or whatever just sort of happened And I don't, and I won't 
everything just kind of worked with well, the song. Well, this is another, this is one of the earlier songs where you came in playing it on the guitar, you know, yes. which is different than what you had written, you know, with me or with Joe for the the volume yes, one and other say, stuff. Yes, these are the first, like, music and lyrics. This and easy. Right? Yes. You, yeah. Yeah, so they're, like, so these are the first songs that I was, like, writing on guitar where I wasn't, like, <laughs> trying to, like, bringing it to a diff- to somebody else in the band to help me voice it. So um, they also kind of had established grooves a little bit <laughs> with acoustic guitar. So, sure. so like there was the rhythm was there already. So it was sort of a natural. I don't remember Joe doing anything other than those, you know, working out the lead parts. You know. The, yeah. Also, I think Phil's little something. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! That was in the wrong key. Something. Something. I think that's it. <laughs> that sounds right. Um, <laughs> I think that that. Something like that. <laughs> Uh, Kate, I think that he just came up with that on like the first day that we brought in the song too. Yeah, because we were like, yeah. oh, you're going to learn all our songs and we'll bring in some new ones. Oh, and you can sing too, right? That's good because we're going to make you sing. <laughs> we were like, <laughs> yeah, sing a fourth that. part in this song. It's going to be like, bop, ba-da-da. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> did you learn it? Okay, quick, we're running it. Um, <laughs> no, it, I was going to say, Phil, like, We've played that mix for like just a couple of people and people are like, oh, I love that something part. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, what a haunt. Somebody was like, what a haunting vocal. I was like, yes. That was another one that it's we- all Phil Shea. Thank you. Thank you. Shea butter. We, we set up the, the outdoor, you know, nature vocal booth for Phil to do that part. And Phil was joking when he came over to do it. He's like, yeah, because no one else in this band could have just done that part. Um, but I do, I, th- yeah, I think it's like one of the hooks of the, the song and I was listening to it after we recorded it, and I'm like, he sounds like John Lennon. <laughs> and then I ran the vocal through the Leslie. So it sounded more like John Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> Something. And Sam, that, that takes me right to another point actually is like kind of mixing this and playing with the effects and trying all the different things and running a vocal through the Leslie, like. It's awesome. Right. What can yeah. you say? Oh, about it's all a that? treat. I, I love it. It's, <laughs> it's so, so much fun. Good. Every time I listened to the song again, I was like, I feel like Sam made a little sound universe in this song. It's so beautiful. Well, it was really, especially after we figured out, like, you know, sometimes it's like you can get the song sounding kind of good, but you have to figure out, like, what's the, what's the vision? Like, where does, where does it live as a track? Um, And I think it was like, you know, after my first, like, round of mixes went out, Harry was like, hey, maybe the bass could, like, have a little more low end. I was like, well, I'm not sure, but let me see. And I was like, oh, it sounds like the Beatles if the bass is really big and round. 
got it. Like that, even though there'd already been like, oh, that vocal sounds like John Lennon. I, I, I that was the thing that was like, oh, the bass can like be big and warm and envelop the whole thing, and the drums can be bright and snappy, and then the guitars can be all dreamy, and we're in it's Strawberry Fields forever. I got it. Like cool. <laughs> it felt complete then. And I was like, I just knew what everything needed to sound like. It was just a matter of getting there. From then, it just did it. It led, led me there. So that's cool when that happens, when it's not like, what can I do to make this sound good? And right. it just tells you what it needs. The structure was already there. Yeah. 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 I mean, the way the harmonies come in and everything. Say something, say something, And Phil, I mean, in this really spacey song that's all just about all this other stuff going on, you are just active and precise, you know, all over the place like that. Is that almost necessary to kind of keep the rest of it together, you know? Yeah, you know, on this song, it's, when I listen back to it now and kind of recall what I was, like, feeling and thinking, you know, when we were kind of coming up with the parts and playing it in the studio, I almost wanted to, like, be behind the click, so to speak, you know, just slightly and really let it, let the drums kind of sit back a little bit, you know? <laughs> And I, I feel like that that feel is really good in there. And I'm not playing much, and there is a lot of space, and I just wanted to have that feel. And most of the times when I'm coming up for drum parts and music, it's it's more based on the feeling. It's like, you know, in other bands I'm in as well, I usually ask, like, what's this song about? And what, what are you feeling? What's, like, what's the, what is the feeling that this yeah. song is trying to get out there? And just, like, that's kind of where I approach, you know, with the drums, so. Yeah. And what, I mean, I'm, I've never been great with lyrics and that kind of thing. Like, what is what is going on here, Mandy? What are you scared to? Um, it's a lot of things. Like, um, I feel like it's like a social anxiety song, pretty much. Um, like, it's for all the times when you said something you wish you hadn't said or you didn't say something when you wish you had. And, like that kind of stuff just really haunts me. And like, that's what, like that stuff will literally keep me up at night. So that's like the kind of feeling that I had for this. Like I literally, I think wrote this song at 3 a.m. or something. So I just always kind of had that. We have like tree verb on the, out here in the wilderness. Um, it distracted me. Um, yeah, I kind of always wanted this song to have that like, those moments socially that like plague you that like it's so silly but it means so much to us <laughs> and like yeah what if we wrote a song about that so i did yeah i didn't yeah. have that much to say I didn't have to, but i did it anyway also given a credit on this song which really <laughs> As to the whole ambiance of the whole thing is the Redwood Lane Outdoor Bird and Insect Orchestra. And, uh, oh, do you want to know? Do you want to know what birds are in our yard? I'll uh, give you a list. R-L-O-B-I-O. Yeah. Um, was that just kind of, hey, let's try this? We were recording Phil's vocals outside, right? So I think I was just making sure the mic was set up. And I was like, oh, all right. There's some some birds and some crickets and stuff. I just think I just recorded it. Like, yeah, hey, just in case. <laughs> um, and then when we were putting the mix together, 
I think I, I put some of it in at the beginning or so I was just messing around with it. And Mandy was like, oh, that's really like, that's what I had in mind when I was writing the song. Like that sound of crickets in the middle of the night. And so it, yeah, it opens and closes the song. I was just goofing around, just recording, <laughs> recording the sounds in the yard. <laughs> I, lo- I like stuff like that though. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. This is kind of section two of three that will complete. Finish what you started. Hopefully, right? yeah, right. right. <laughs> and hopefully so, soon. <laughs> and, but um, to that end, I mean, if say if the world was normal, let's start there. <laughs> would it be your plan to continue recording at Sunwood and working with Chris? Or now that you have this set up here, would you be looking to to get back to doing a lot of your own? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. I like I like yes all of it. All of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It seems that you've worked out a nice relationship, like kind of recording there and then mixing oh, yeah. here with his help and all that. For sure. Well, I mean, he's it's such a great vibe to his space and him. Uh, it's such a great vibe. And I, I love working with him. But I've also, you know, since early on in this band, as I've said, like part of the sort of mission statement for this band was to be our sort of own uh, self-contained music factory and and having the home studio is definitely I'm, I'm very excited to be able to be moving more and more in that direction where we can just because we have so many songs right we talk about this all the time here and I want to be able to like oh we wrote a song well let's get in let's learn it let's let's put it together like, let's put it out you know um, but also like I mean, I love this space. I love having a studio in our house, and it's, I can't wait till we can all just like be in a room together without oh having God. to worry about it. And the just studio, play. as we speak, is like twenty feet away. Yes, but, but we're, we're in all the driveway. Cold in the driveway. <laughs> um, I except call for Harry. Self-contained music factories <laughs> album title. Very good, but yeah, but like, yeah, we're not gonna. We like working with Chris and we're looking forward to more collaboration because that's part of it too. It's like making sure that we make it about the process. Uh, yeah. so. I can say that I definitely have, like it, for me, it's kind of project by project. Like, mm-hmm. but I, I definitely have some projects in mind uh, that I would want. I just, I think I just want to go to Sunwood to, to be there and do it and just have the experience just because it's yeah. fun being there and, and it's, it's it's a great experience so it's important to have that experience sometimes as musicians where you're not where one of you is not engineering yes yeah. it's very luxurious um, to like yes. just be able to kick back and play the music and not worry about yeah. the technical aspects like Someone i think even now we would have still chosen to record this suite at sunwood just because we want oh, yeah. like you want like for those huge projects, you want somebody else. Oh, I adamantly did not want to be responsible for recording <laughs> at the festival. <laughs> I mean, I mean, at the festival, it has a title now. Uh-huh. At the festival. Yeah, we've made a lot of memories there. We've eaten a lot of potato logs there. Mm-hmm. Had some stouts there and some, I don't know, lots we've of alcoholic beverages. Found and some milk in the fridge that expired the year before. <laughs> before? Before. before. <laughs> You know, I had it from behind the door, Marine. <laughs> Get out from behind the door, Marine. Get out. It's me. Uh, the more like this... me Gregory. No <laughs> You're tired and out. The more of this strong Vermont beer I drink, the funnier you guys get. <laughs> yuck, 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 yuck. The other thing I like about going to a studio is uh, breaking for lunch. Uh, 
I mean, let's not discount that, you know, like I'm too stern when you're at home, you're like, you're going upstairs to like make a sandwich in your own house. I mean, you know, that's fine, but, uh, you know, it's nice to go like explore a town that you don't live in for sure with your bandmates and and make stupid jokes in front of people that don't really want to hear them. That every time we go to Charsave. Somebody ruins Joe's sandwich. (laughs) It's a great running gag. Or tastes like like an hour. Listen, guys, I called ahead. I've been calling ahead. Joe could just get a sandwich. Like, all right, who's on break right now? Do they suck? I've made a sandwich before. It doesn't take two years. (laughs) Man, he was so mad. He's so mad. The sandwich took so damn long to come out. And then, like, he got to the checkout line. And, like, what the fuck happened? Like, they the didn't, like, didn't put, put a sticker a on it on or it. whatever. Yeah. There was, yeah. they're like, what is this? I'm like, it's a sandwich <laughs> that they made me and gave me. A freaking and they're like, like, we don't know what price this is. And you're like, like it's, it's not, over there. Like, it's it's on the board. The Just lady, type like, it in. The lady took the phone off the hook to call over in the deli department. <laughs> and I saw Joe's face just go, like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my god! Just wanted to have that's that's how I get. JP Feaster once famously said to me uh, when I was uh, a little ornery at a series of rehearsals, uh, but then got dinner. Uh, he said, "Oh, you know, that's the only time in all the time I've known you that I almost lost my shit with you." But then you got that food, and I was like, okay, I get it. You just got to jam a sandwich down his throat. And he's fine. <laughs> That's definitely something I've learned in our 10 years together. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to jam a sandwich down his throat, and then he's fine. Harry has a similar thing. <laughs> you got to jam something down his throat. <laughs> yeah, the, the verbs are the same. The nouns are a little different. Uh, Anything more unscared to? Oh God! <laughs> no, I think we're through. <laughs> I just I'm gonna say one more thing because I'm I say a lot of things. I I think um you know we've talked about how thematically the songs the finish what you started songs are all sort of about confronting fear in one way or another. I really like how intimate this one is, and this is very much about you know confronting your own feelings internally, and uh, I think that's a nice a nice balance on the collection of songs. Well said. With writing credit to Mandy Goldman, she is also on lead vocals and acoustic guitar. Samuel D. Lupowitz on organ, seaboard, and vocals. Joe Massa on electric guitars. Harry Nichols on the bass and vocals. Phil Shea on drums and something vocals. And the Redwood Lane Outdoor Bird and Insect Orchestra providing evening sounds. It's Scared To from Noon 15. I stayed up listening to you. I stayed up listening, but I didn't want to. Guess I should say something. Guess I should die something. But I didn't, and I don't, and I won't because I'm scared to.
Thanks for listening to the Noon 15 Podcast. Visit Noon15.com to subscribe and for more music, videos, and info on upcoming shows. If you like what you hear, tell your friends and leave us a review on iTunes. Tune in next time for another trip behind the scenes with Noon 15. Typical evening birds include... Um, okay, I gotta go, guys. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Bye, Harry. Love you. All right, bye. Bye, See buddy. <laughs> no, it's good because really I don't know shit about evening birds. <laughs>